You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. It's your boy, Al Mega. Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders Podcast. Yo, today... We got a fire creator right here. Homie is a science fiction, fantasy, horror writer, right? But he got this dope collaborative project with the Universe, right? I mean, and he got a dope publishing press called Hex Publishers. What? My man wear many hats. Let me introduce this amazing entrepreneur, creator, writer, Indie warrior, the one, the only Mr. Josh Viola. How are you doing, bro? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for joining me and, and you know, and just hanging out, talk about this dope new project with Universe and all that you got going on and Hex Publishing and all that good stuff that you got. So what's up, brother? How you doing today? Good, good. <laughs> I, you know, ready for, uh, uh, it's Friday, so I'm ready for, for the weekend. So Let's get it. So let's get away to rumble with this podcast. You get yeah. off on your weekend, oh, oh, you know, you know, break that henny or that beer or whatever. Yeah. It's your vice, that water. I don't know, man. And we're not a school. I'll be all of them. Empire, let's go. Yeah, you got to have some water if you drink. All right, people, oh, learn yeah. that lesson. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So, I drink. Um, so, so with that, Josh, let everybody know where you hail from originally and what was the first thing you ever fell in love with in pop culture man that's that's uh uh well i'm from denver that's where i'm i'm out of uh denver, like colorado. colorado in the building oh yeah yeah <laughs> uh first thing i ever fell in love with i mean i mean man if we're if i'm getting real honest it's gonna either be a toss-up between ninja turtles and ghostbusters Oh, okay. uh, wait, wait, which Ghostbusters? You're from the era that had both, I'm sure. The, yeah. the, you know, the, the, the original Ghostbusters and then the Ghostbusters. I, I, I mean, I'm talking about the 1984 film. I started oh, watching that. Oh, no, film. So real, real little. Oh, I, I was, <laughs> yeah, but my arm is kind of a, a collection of my favorite things. I've got, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Well, like, you know what you're going to have to do here? All right, we're going to need to put that on the big screen, bro. Yeah. Hold on. So, but I've got, I've got those favorites. I've got, I've got Leonardo there. I'm still working on this. Then I've got, uh, another big favorite. We've got Arnold, Terminator. We've got Bill Murray. Whoa. Uh, look at that. Dude. And then, uh, yeah, we've got Master Chief, Slimer. Whoa. <laughs> so the, all that stuff, everything on my arm. Dude, I've, I've fallen in love with to some to some extent. So yeah. Well, I but, hope you did, and that's not just like hey, that on the dare. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but yeah, they're they they kind of make up my uh, 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 my pop culture, and, and more than that, the the pop culture influence is just uh, as I'm sure you understand, and people watching this is uh, uh, this is what we live for. So oh, you have no idea. I have been geeking out my past few days because, you know, I also grew up on G.I. Joe, the cartoon, nice. and I'm a villain's guy. So, you know, I've had the original Dreadnoughts for a while, so I got my O-rings and, and fixed them. And all of a sudden, Josh, I, I, I got into a sudden obsession. Oh, like, yeah. oh, shit. I need to now get all the Dreadnoughts. So right now I got all the vehicles. Nice. And, and I got everybody right now except, uh, what was it, Warpig? 
and uh, and the other guy, like the Australian guy. I'm not. I'm not too. I, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna upset you. Yeah. GI Joe's yeah. was. Uh, actually, have a GI Joe story from a kid uh, uh, way back when I was younger. Um, my parents got me. I don't even. I don't even remember who it was, but GI Joe figurine. Back at this is back in the eighties. Yeah. And for whatever reason, I was just absolutely terrified of the figure, and they realized <laughs> when I started like doing something wrong. They wanted to keep me out of something. They would put him in the uh uh wherever it I wonder where it was now. <laughs> I, yeah. But my mom was pregnant with my brother and she was getting really sick and I kept going into the fridge and grabbing like bologna and just stuff and eating in yeah. front of her and it was making her nauseous. So they started putting Were you doing that on purpose? <laughs> no, no, no. I was pretty young. You know there's also bologna soda now, right? Oh that's horrible. That's <laughs> awful. Um but yeah, they put the little GI Joe character in the fridge to keep me out, and it worked. Holy so, shit, this is so yeah. funny. That's yeah. funny. And now, I, now I must find out who is this. Uh, you know what? Cause in the negotiation tables, Josh, you shouldn't have let that out. They're gonna try to find this out, and right. when you're negotiating one day, they're gonna bring out this figure, and you're gonna kneel down. Okay, okay, just put him <laughs> away. Two dollars, yeah. no problem. <laughs> <laughs> right. Probably. I, I wish I could remember, but I was pretty. I don't honestly. You don't want to remember. <laughs> Put it out of my head. Yeah. That's awesome, brother. Did you have a tribe growing up? You know, were you a single kid, you know, a lonely child? Or did you have, a, you know, siblings that love this? Or did you have a tribe in school? How was it for you in your geek? Yeah. I mean, I've got a little brother, and we both, uh, you know, we're three years apart. So okay. we we very much into the same stuff. I grew up in a little Nebraska town. I didn't move to Colorado until I was 10. Right. Um, but, like, in my little neighborhood, uh, uh, the town was like 1,400 people, very, very small, very closed off from things. And uh, I swear, I mean, very vivid memories. I was just alive at that time in that neighborhood, and everybody loved Ninja Turtles. Everybody loved Ghostbusters. It was like, <laughs> you know, late 80s, early 90s, and that's – everybody was into it. And then I came – moved to Colorado, you know, when I was 10. And then, and then yeah. it was like – Power Rangers were the thing uh, when I got here. That's kind of like yeah. how I associate those things. But yeah, I, I mean, all my friends, uh, my brother, we all grew up on that stuff. You know, any Super uh, Nintendo, uh, NES, Super NES. You know, so it was all that stuff. You know, Street Fighter. Oh yeah, I can't wait to get this new version. I can't wait to kick people's ass with this one. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking shit, though. I'm, I'm the most horrible uh, player in the world. So yes, yeah. nah, you're probably better, better <laughs> I, than I, me. I, I, uh, well, listen, my wife used to be just a button smasher and just kick my ass. So, you know, you tell me right there. It's like, I used to get so mad. He had be a massively technical. <laughs> and she's button mashing and kicking my ass. I'm like, what the F, bro? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, yeah. I'm a button masher and I suck. So, oh, uh, bro. Yeah, but as a Bayern master, that might be my kryptonite. <laughs> yeah. oh, Shit, no, Bayern masters are my weakness. No. <laughs> yeah, we should play. We should play. Yeah, you know, you know, you might feel good afterwards. Like, yeah, I beat out my yeah. that mother. <laughs> all right. So, how did this lead into your creative journey, loving all this good stuff? Um. Yeah, I've always, uh, I've always been an artist and a writer from as early as I can remember. I, I loved drawing. You know, the stuff that I loved and, right. and writing little stories and. And, uh, I got into, was creative. it encouraged? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. My, 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 my parents have always been, my whole family has been very encouraging. Actually, my grandmother, oh, she was the one 
actually that got us uh, uh, really in- influenced us with. I mean, we went to her house to watch Ghostbusters. She was the cool Man. grandma on the block that had the Super Nintendo and played Donkey Kong and still to oh, this day. <laughs> she still plays Donkey Kong Country. That's like her and thing. Probably beats everybody ass in that joint. She's, right? Go she's ahead, pretty yo. good. She got in like back in the day. You know, that was uh, she was the cool, cool grandma. All the kids came over. We all played there. But, yeah, they encouraged it. Um, uh, and, yeah, creative. I mean, when I got into that as early as fifth grade, I was writing. You know, I didn't know what the term was then, but fan, fan fiction, you know, so I was writing sequels to my favorite movies. I remember fifth grade. I wrote a sequel to Jurassic Park, you know, after the first one came out. Oh, what? Um, you did the original sequel. Come I did. On, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you need your money, yo. What was going on? Was it close <laughs> to what what the movie was? Oh no, no. I, I was. I was, hell a, no. I was in fifth grade. I, I would focus on a scene. You know, it wasn't really. Yeah. I didn't understand story. It wasn't a movie. God, it was just a scene. That this motherfucker. But I was like trying. I was focused on mood and setting and all that stuff. But as I went through, you know, high school, I would do. Uh, I wrote sequels to The Crow and and uh, uh, Aliens and stuff like that, and it was just a big uh, creative outlet. And then I would accompany Wait. that with art. As you were, as you were, you know, finding all this, did you find comics at that time to relate to, or, or this was all a love out of the visual TV movie stuff? Movies are definitely more my have always been and right. continue to be my thing. But I mean, comics is. I mean, I was talking to somebody else about this. Uh, you know, my vivid memories of comics are grocery store, you know, racks. Like that's back. What back. is with you guys in these fucking racks? You guys are killing me on that side of that world. Of America, everybody. Had a, me, I had, I had a comic shop. Great, yeah, but I didn't find them until later in life. But I never had an effing rack. I never just walked into some place and saw a rack. Like, the really? first time I saw a rack was in the fucking airport, bro. And that's wow. how I picked up my first comic that's hanging on my wall right now. Wow, yeah, no, I mean that was like there was no care for because it, it was just a grocery store. They didn't care. They were wow, I wish Bodega you know, had that shit. But it was cool because <laughs> I would go down the. I remember I'd go down the aisle. It was like where the school supplies were and they had the trapper keepers and then, Oh my uh, God, trapper keeper. He said, <laughs> yeah. and then the folders with like the cool, I remember they'd have like Graphics, orcas yeah. on, on alien planets, you know, floating through the sky. And then next to it was the rack of comics. And, uh, and then my cousin, you know, he, he was the one that really introduced me to the, he had this old blue briefcase that he stored all his comics in. He's like 10 years older than me, you okay. know? So, so I was, he was probably he put 15. them in a briefcase. He walked yeah. around with this briefcase. This is my collection. <laughs> he, he did. And, and, you know, he, he made me think that every comic book would somehow be worth a fortune. And he believed oh, it right? too. So he's okay. just buying all these stuff and stacking them in this briefcase. And he'd show me and he's like, this one's going to be worth a lot of money, you know? And I was like, oh my he God. He may have been right. Maybe he had gems. Do you remember any gems? I Fuck don't. Top of no. your head. From, oh, from him? No. And yeah. where he's at now, he, uh, yeah, he, he they didn't he didn't cash out on anything great, uh, uh, and or he probably they're probably all moldy and and oh, yellow sucks. pages. Well, and also you know you never go to a comic shop to sell. This is why whatnot and eBay and all that stuff is wonderful and hit and a hip comic to sell stuff because at least you get 
some better money than you. A comic shop would go and say, yeah, it's worth $10. And, you know, and next day they're selling it for 200 <laughs> right. Yeah. And and I've never sold any of my collection. I mean, I've got a – I don't Yay. think I would unless I was like, you know, some terrible – something happened. But uh, Listen, comic books have been a big part of my life since a kid. But I've been, I've been slinging comics since like fifth grade, bro. Nice. For real. Yeah. Making money off of them and, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's – comic books have always saved this is I, why I, this is the tribute to comics as a whole because they've always saved me. When I've been in a financial bind, I said, "Shit, let me just list this." I happen to have something that you know to someone is a treasure. Thank God, and boom, well, that's I, great. you know, yeah. I'm I'm too much of a. I've, I've definitely You're an I've, I've admitted that I'm. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice way. I'm an organized hoarder. <laughs> yeah. No, no, you're an, you're a comic book archivist. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> it, but it goes beyond that because I have ma- massive book collections, figures, oh, movies, where? video game consoles. Bro, you look at it and put you close to this, and I have a mess on oh. the side. Like, look, like I said, look, I've been getting my, my – my, these are my two favorite Dreadnought vehicles, my brother. I mean, the, 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 the oh, Dreadnought nice. motorcycle. Look at this thing. I mean, yeah, that's it's awesome. And then the the Thunder Machine, bro. <laughs> I mean, totally Mad Max on this. Bro. Oh yeah, very cool. I mean, look at the machine guns on this. This is Mad Max. It's like, when I see Dreadnoughts, I think Mad Max. That's my shit, bro. <laughs> very cool. Shit, bro. All right, yeah. This is why I'm digging this universe. It's Max Maddox with techno vibes and and all that you're doing over here. So let's start getting into that that creation. So you started getting into the business. How so, bro? When did this become real? Um, man, I mean, it all kind of like comes together. Uh, I, I, I started, um, I started in video games. Uh, uh, this was, uh, uh, I was hired on, God, I, 2000, (laughs) uh, everything like I've talked to, you know, since 2020, since the pandemic, my sense of time is just, it's all a big Yo, it's like this, isn't it? It totally it is. is. Yeah. For me too. And now especially, you know, I live on my own and I'm doing this and I have a day job, but time just flows. Like I rest when I do and I get back to what I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Weird. But I want to say it was 2004 ish, somewhere in there. Um, uh, and I was hired on as a, uh, artists working primarily on licensed, uh, uh, licenses, you know, of different properties. So I worked on Pirates of the Caribbean titles. Um, okay. Target Tear, uh, Smurfs, uh, things of that nature. And then I actually got offered a job to teach game art and design, uh, cause I was hired as a, as an artist. I was working as an artist. But at the same time, I had developed while I was in school for my, you know, college for my thesis program, I had developed a, a story. And I got into a, I never went to school for writing, but I went, I got into a program with uh steve alton he's the writer of the meg series the big jason the the okay. megalodon shark jason statham yeah. so uh movies very different than his books by the way but uh uh <laughs> so he i got into kind of this coaching program and and he advised me on kind of a process for writing a novel and uh so while i was working in video games i was writing this novel and then a music uh uh label of all things published my novel um a music label. Yeah, so Fixed Music, okay. which is uh, owned by oh. Cell Dweller. He's the guy that score. He scores all kinds of video games. He's currently scoring oh, the, oh. the Borderlands movie that Eli Roth directed. 
Oh, well, and, Eli, where I love Eli Roth movies. I don't know, fuck, yeah, bro. he's Eli's he, the man, kiddo. Yeah, he and then he's he scored term or uh, Transformers, Ninja Turtles, stuff like that. Oh, but nice. they they published it. I was working at the video game studio, and I got the uh, we got a deal set up where they translated my book into a 3D comic app w- way back when the 3D comic apps were like we were All one right. of the first, and then the music label also. We got music license and it was this like big conglomerate of things that just happened. And Oof, then, uh, wow. and then, yeah, I got my, eventually I got my rights back to that book and I started getting into short fiction, writing short stories, getting them published in anthologies. And I decided I wanted to put together a, a publishing house that focuses on really in the intention was to take my novel and republish it. And I just got into publishing anthologies and other writers and it really took off. So that's sort of been the focus. And then I left video games. Um, and actually the, the, my former boss who co-founded random games, which is the studio behind the universe, he co-founded that with Tony Harmon, who is, was part of the main development team of the original Grand Theft Auto, you know, Donkey Kong country, Crackdown, all these big titles. Mm. Uh, so they reached out and they were like, Hey, we're going to be working with Brent Friedman, the narrative director of Star Wars, the, the wrote Star Wars, the Clone Wars. Um, and, uh, 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 Star Wars, Clone Wars, Halo 4, Call of Duty. Do you want to work on this, on this project from a narrative form? And I was like, of course I do, you know? So, um, so yeah, it's been a long process, but I've been publishing a variety of things from short fiction, novels, comics, and a lot of stuff that kind of media tie ins with, uh, so gotta ask you, what came first? Was it the Universe Op or was it Hex Publishing? Oh, I, I started Hex Publishers uh, way back in uh, 2015, I think. I shouldn't say way back. I guess it's not that long ago. Wait, but. It, it is, the way it is, but time is flying, kiddo. You know what? That's that's eight years ago at this point. It is, yeah. it's, it's, it is a way back almost. That's a big kid right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, the Hex Publishers was founded then. Uh, our first uh, main anthology was Nightmares Unhinged, and that cover art was actually licensed by uh, AMC for promotional purposes for fear of the walking dead season two. So we got a really big um, push from them from, from a marketing standpoint. And then, you know, that really helped take thing, things take off from there. And I've been publishing, you know, a few anthologies and some novels and comics uh, every year. Um, but then I got, I got more into these media tie-ins. So, and that's where the universe kind of fits in that started. They reached out to me a little over a year ago. So I've been working with the, development team on that ever since awesome let's start teasing a little bit let's get it go you saw that awesome background art i mean that's it it's fire so (laughs) talk about it jump into this universe for those not in the know what is the universe and how excited were you to take part in this baby yeah it's great it's uh it's a really awesome complex uh science fiction based story um and brent friedman developed the the overarching kind of umbrella or narrative structure for that and so the studio just released uh real recently the first um playable alpha for the game so you can download the game and play it uh the equivalent of a demo um and you can play as ryu that's the alien looking dude kind of xenomorph this guy right here predator like yeah that's right. I really, yeah, I, I love that dude. Look, yo, it, it looks so sick. I, I'm so into this techno, you know, type, you know, look vibe 
you know, that yeah. organic, you know what I mean? It, it looks so crazy. Yeah, the, so the designs are cool. And some of the heroes we haven't launched yet look, oh, they're, they're all amazing. But, um, the gist of the story is that in the, uh, in the future, um, human astronauts discover some old ancient alien tech on Mars, uh, and they accidentally kind of turn it on and activate it. And what it does is it transports somebody's consciousness from there and, and all the way somewhere out into the cosmos and this, and the character, the main character for the backstory, Malcolm Orion, the astronaut, he wakes up on a space station and he doesn't know, you know, what's going on, how he got there. And he starts to put things together and he realizes that his consciousness has been transported into a clone of his original body. And that's kind of what takes off, uh, and we the the main story takes place about 500 years later, where we introduce these heroes, and we have this reconvergence where uh, there has been this connection. All of these old ancient tech uh, devices on these various seeded planets start waking up, right. and it brings together all these different aliens. And then, of course, in the comics, we develop the heroes behind the story and introduce the villain. Holy shit, you are tickling my fucking brain here. I'm more up for this, yeah. So. Uh, how familiar were you with this universe prior to them even offering up to you, or are you part of the the creation of the mythos? I, I was part of the creation of the mythos, so they reached oh, out. Oh, if I even bigger, what? Oh my God, it's yeah. a universe building, boy! That must yeah. be crazy. It was it was insane. Um, so I was one of the uh, main team members on there, with the intention of working towards building out the anthology that we're releasing soon in the comics. Right. But I got to work directly with Brent Friedman, um, Angie Hodap, Andy Baker, uh, uh, Wyeth Ridgway, um, uh, 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 a variety of people on the team. Uh, and it was, uh, for the first year, a very intense, um, massive, massive undertaking. And there were a lot of rewrites and a lot of, uh, back and forth. So it's, uh, uh, it's been, a, a quite the process quite the collaborative and learning process too, because, you know, I, we, we, we had to rewrite the comics many, many, many times. And why, why, why would you say that? What, what, what happened? But was it the origin story, things not lining up? What it, was it? it? Well, this is the, the craziness of working in a studio with a number of collaborator collaborators. So <laughs> we would think that we had the narrative in place. Right. And then if I missed a phone, a story call or something, one time, literally the art director introduced this new weapon for one of our heroes, which looked cool and awesome and stuff. But what that weapon did totally changed the narrative and the backstory for that character because of its importance to the story and things like that, things uh, kind of like these random anomalies would be introduced and it would involve a lot of rewrites. Um, so we felt like in many ways it was like wet cement for a while. And then eventually okay. it started to harden solidify and we were able to build up on top of it. But um, yeah, it was a very, but the back and forth ultimately resulted in, a better product, I think, a better, stronger story. So um, building this universe, was this something that was being done, you know, with a physical team on site or based on the current situation? Was this like all remote, you know, and having to build that universe like that? A, a combination. So I'm okay. in Denver. The main studio is in Boulder, um, okay. which is, you know, half an hour away. Uh, that studio we have, I want to say 15 or so people there, but then there's roughly like 80 uh, additional people from all over the world that are, you know, working with the, the, you know, on-site team through Slack. And, and so, I mean, our art director okay. is in Canada, uh, our main concept artist, Stuart Jennett, 
uh, he's in, uh, the UK. Um, our, our, uh, one of our marketing people is in Italy. So it's, uh, uh, worldwide team, baby. New York. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty cool. So talk about, you know, going from being this video game guy, you know, author and now doing a comic. Because I'm, I'm, I'm gonna just show the cover and maybe the first two pages. I believe I have it. Yep, there we go. Look at first of all that dope cover, Jesus Christ. AJ, AJ Nazaro did that. Really? He's a super Sick. talented guy. Yeah, that he, is just so thick. He's one of the. I main... want this action figure. All yeah, right. I, oh, tell me about it. We've had there's conversations, so we'll see what happens. Um, wow. Yeah, he's, I want this he's on a cool my design. Show. This is so foreign, bro. <laughs> yeah, AJ AJ <laughs> did that. He's the one of the artists on uh, Hearthstone, Overwatch. He does a lot of video game based stuff, yeah. and we're friends. Um, and I I roped him in. Uh, he did he did nice. a great job. Some of the later covers, like oh my god, they get better with each yeah. issue. And I love this one, the black and the yellow, because I always say it represents the comic crew colors. I'm gonna call him Comic Crusader Radio. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, that's our. <laughs> So those are cool because that's our for print only uh, our legendary editions. They're like randomly fulfilled, so there's like an 18 percent chance you get the gold edition, which is signed by the team. Oh, word. oh man, I want that because that reminds that, that's how I want my figure too in the, that color scheme. Uh, yeah, bro. Yeah, <laughs> but but then just, just look at this, folks. I'm only gonna tease first two pages. That's all I'm gonna tease. But they get, look how beautiful this book is done. I mean, how fun was it to create a comic now? And then the transition was it easy for you? Well, I've done I've done some comics before. Um, okay. This one was a different process in that the artist that I found, um, Ben Matsuya, who we're looking at his art now, he's he's great. Uh, best artist I've ever worked with. Not only is he just an awesome person, but he gets story sequential storytelling better than any other mm-hmm. artist I've worked with. And he's a one stop shop, so he's doing. You know, the composition, pencils, inks, colors, and letters. Uh, and he does them all really well. So he's um, super great to collaborate with. We actually have a number of projects that we're working on together uh, in the comic book world coming up soon beyond the universe. But, uh, yeah, I mean, his the, the process of working with him was very different than other, other people that I've worked with um, in, in that sense. And I've enjoyed everybody that I've worked with, but the flow... I guess we're just kind of on the same, like, uh, uh, we, we, we get, we, we both understand sequential storytelling and the importance of story. And, and, um, he's just like, yeah, I think something and he gets it. It's beautiful. I mean, look, look at the, the panel usage, the word bubbling. I mean, just how everything is moving. It feels cinematic. Also very video gameish, you know, in, in, in those sections. Like yeah, here, there was, you know what I mean? Rep- yeah. It is video game is inspired for sure. Yeah, a lot of back like and that. forth on the getting the the art, the style, his style to mesh with the style of video game. Obviously it's different, right? But it there was quite a bit of work to get it to get it there because his style is actually a little more animated. This is actually a grittier, more kind of realistic style than what he typically does, which is more animated, exaggerated proportions. But um yeah, Ben's great, and it's been a great. Who's process. your letterer, man? Cause your that's, letterer the, doing... that's him. It's he does it him all. Too? It's all, of... all, just yeah. all. Jesus. Yeah, that's what I mean. He's I a love one-stop this. shop. Yeah, he's... I love this motion here. The way that it just flashes through the page. It's 
such yeah. eye candy, but yeah, yeah. And it, oh man, again, wait till you see later issues. It gets crazy. <laughs> Some fun stuff. So, 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 how far are we? When? Uh, uh, how, how often is this dropping? Because we need this in our lives, apparently. Uh, where I use that now, uh, and we have six, um, six comics that will be, be released in total before we collect them. And uh, that uh, the next one is Krisha, and that's out June sixth. So, um, like four days from now. Uh, and then each Great. month after we'll have a, uh, the next issue the following month and s- until October when the sixth and final is done. So the first five issues highlight the five main heroes from the game. Um, okay. and they're, they're short one-offs, but they are all connected. And then in the uh, sixth issue, we bring them all together, introduce the villain and it's a large, Ooh. uh, triple issue. Um, I love villains. Let's go. Oh yeah. So let's get it. Cause you got radio. Um, Krisha, you said uh, Torgret, Torgret, uh-huh. Vela Jenks, and and the villain Silas, Silas, Tyrick. Uh, yep, <laughs> yeah. And he's he's a fun. So the the story, the little bit of teaser that I can give you um, when for for what the villain is, what he's after. Um, Five hundred years ago, when that astronaut jumped and restarted all of this ancient alien technology and connected everything. Right. unknowingly, you know, he did this, but what it yeah. allowed, what that caused was it allowed all of these other planets to connect and have this reconvergence and kind of establish this, uh, like the, the UN of the universe. Right. Yes. So for 500 years, it's like this, this big political entity that pulls in all these universes. But we, we find out later that Silas, he's his species, his people were a hive mind. So they were connected through their minds and they, they were spread out across the universe. So Silas could be on planet A and his mother could be on planet, you know, F God. very far away, but they were connected psychically. So when this technology was reactivated 500 years ago, it sent out a frequency and a signal that destroyed his hive mind. So in a flash and in, in an instant, Shit. it cut all of his people off and they lost because that was their major form. There was no technology for communication. It was through their mind and they were lost in an instant. And now Ooh, Silas, Silas wow. 500 years later, cause he's got a, he's extended his lifespan. He's on a mission to now go in and shut down the technology and revive his hive mind. And he finds that each of the heroes that are, that we're highlighting, they have, he's able to tap into so he can see something that they, I don't want to give it all away. Yeah. But bringing them together is a huge advantage to him to, to accomplish his goal. Oh, I am, dude, I'm digging, this is right up my alley. I'm digging this whole shit, bro. What? <laughs> so once we get past the six issues, you know, what else we get? Is there more planned or are you waiting to see what happens with this? Sort of. We have uh, coming out in August, um, so about halfway through our release of the comics, we have the anthology. Uh, so that's a book, um, and it does have illustrations, but it's not a comic. It's a prose, you know, your written stories. Oh, what? Oh, bad. So we have um, a number of short stories coming out by different authors, and some of them dive into the heroes, uh, and some of them tie a little bit into the comics and some of them explore completely new stories and characters that haven't been introduced, but they're by, Amazing. you know, Stephen Graham Jones, who's the writer for earth divers that's out now through IDW. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. contributed a story. We've got Kevin J. Anderson who has written a number of Dune novels and, uh, star Wars novels. He has a story in there. Ooh. Um, a lot of, uh, uh, Fantastic writers. Um, so we're releasing that in August to, and it really dives actually much deeper into the universe than the comics. And if, 
Um, yeah, well, things prove to be successful. We've definitely already had conversations about continuing the comics. So we'll, um, yo, we'll see. I am digging this. So video game, comics, prose, you know, what's the animation, movies, you know, you, you need an alien. I'm here for you. What's up, bro? Yeah, we, we, uh, they're, they're going to be dropping the, the trailer soon and the trailer is pretty, pretty phenomenal. Um, it, it, uh, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. So I can't wait. I don't know when that's dropping, but it's pretty soon. Oh man, I can't wait. So besides this, you know, let's just get into the, yeah. The, 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 this is the Hex Publishing site, folks. Right here has publishers. dot com. Look at this, yo. You can check out everything they got. Look, look at the little little teasers on the covers that we were just talking about right there. Woo! What? Yeah, what? they're fun. AJ AJ yo, did a great job on the covers. Yo, you ain't lying. Huh? <laughs> Yo, so great, look dope. I knew like somebody you don't even want to f with at all. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> this is the last guy you want to make upset coming through with that hammer. Holy shit, bro! <laughs> yeah, oh, that that was one crazy. that uh, you know talk about the changing the uh, Anil was um, changed to be a female early on, so she looks she very much is a female, but we were writing for. Uh, a completely different, with a completely different mindset originally. Wait so. a minute. You have a trailer here? We're we going to have to show that off, you know. Yeah, go for All it. Right, let's do it. You hear it, right? Yep. Yo. Yo, this is on my alley. Yo. And purposely Purposely does not show us the sixth issue. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Big reveals coming soon. Yeah. You, you're not gonna know who that, how, who the hell is villain is. But listen, if if these are the folks they got to step up to the villain, look how they look. I can only imagine the badassery of <laughs> the, the 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 villain. Yeah, he's a pretty cool design. I'm I'm. Uh, he's a cool. He was a lot of fun. Angie Hodap and I, who co-wrote. Uh, the comics with me. We had a lot of fun because we were given the task. The heroes were sort of kind of, we were involved helping shape them, but they were kind of already defined. Okay. But they gave us the opportunity to write the villain, which was a lot, oh. a lot of fun. So we had... Bro, uh, you're a villain really maker. Cool. You're my I'm type villain. of homie, brother. Where am I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, was, it was fun. It is fun to write villains, you know? They're They're... Oh. They're deep, complex man. villains. Yeah. yeah, villains are I think much more complex, and sometimes are they really villains? Because you can relate to their story so much, it's just damn. Why you gotta go such a fucked up route sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You know, but you, you could. I, I think people could really connect with villains more than they can with heroes, because you know, there's no such thing as that righteousness anymore. That 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 Supermanish type of heroism that's that's not real anymore. 
yeah, if they're, I think I definitely think if they're written well, you can at least understand why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah. You know, it's not like so like like out of the box, exactly. like strange. You know, um, exactly. So that's what's fun trying trying to make sense up the reason behind their villainy. Okay. kind of makes sense. You know. All right. So without giving away too much, can you tell me maybe who who did you maybe dig into? In your plethora of pop culture history to create your villain? Man, I mean, I'm sure a lot of it was just, uh, uh kind of subconscious, right? You're just, I, I personally, uh, I mean, what we said, and, and I'm not, I don't know if we accomplished this. I'm not trying to toot our own horn, but we were like, let's, we need to create the Darth Vader of the series. Like okay. that we want this iconic character that holds that kind of weight. Um, although Vader's, persona and all of that stuff had nothing to do with his influence. But um, I, I, I kind of think that the, the cinematic version of Thanos was certainly there because again, we were thinking yeah. about the, why he was justifying what he was doing. It was this, it's this bad thing, right? And it's going to hurt yep. and affect a lot of people, but his reason for it kind of makes sense. So yeah, I would say, that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I think that maybe Thanos played a bit of a role but what we really had fun with was creating the backstory, which gets to play with the whole alien, you know, hive mind thing. That, that, that was, yeah. uh, that was, I love fun. that. So, yeah, I can't imagine that just one day. It's like, imagine right now if the world would be cut off from cell phone and internet yeah. service. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Folks, see, that's our hive mind right now. Mm-hmm. And soon if we're able to project our energy, if we're listening to the real shit, one day we could project our energy. I don't know, man. If we're made, if we're beings of energy, there must be a way to project. And I'm sure that it's just things that are just no longer that are lost in history that we'll never know about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty. It's a crazy. I mean, we talked about that. I mean, essentially, like this is shutting off their 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 neural net. They're they're You're done. They're yeah. Um, You're going back to the 80s, kiddos, when, you know, when somebody said, I'll be back later, you ain't know where the F they were. They'll be back later, God willing. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, and it didn't seem like anything then, right? But now, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a like big a terrifying prospect. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, isn't it crazy? I, was, I mean, we're, we're that era of kid then, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, we didn't, we're, we're, we're on the cusp of that. So we know both worlds. Right. I mean, would it really bother you that much? Be honest. I mean, uh, uh, would it off. bother me so much? What, what I'm worried about is everything relies on that. So what, what does that do to get Bro, you ain't lying. to things? You know? Bro, like everybody, all these companies want us to connect our cell phone numbers to our accounts. But listen, we pay a bill for that phone. What if we happen to miss our bill that month? <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't have a problem with the social media being done and over with. I, okay. God, I welcome that. <laughs> but I'm saying, man, you know, if you think about that. What what that does to just communication for for getting water to certain places, or you know, your oh, yeah. the 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 interaction in between. Yeah, the, yeah, bro. Yeah, you know, everything for everything it that we're so so. But imagine just phones itself. Just that. It'll be a, it'll be a nutty world once again. Chaos, no, not we. We survive once, folks. Don't get all crazy. Look back at your history books before they erase them. <laughs> before they erase them, yeah. You know, before they teach you how to live with, with, with without the necessities of technology. You know, what I mean? before AI gets gets a hold of us. Man, I'm seeing crazy stories where they did a, some some demo and the AI 
went against uh, the user uh, on the plan. So the plan was to destroy something in this in this demonstration. And that's what the AI was programmed for. But the, the end was up to the user. The user told the AI at that point, just when it was about to happen, you know what? No go. Right? So the AI was convinced, no, this has to happen. All right, bet. He took out the user's station. Because he's not, he's programmed not to kill the user. So thought, okay. I mean, he, she, well, it's, um, was, was taught not to kill the user. Therefore, shut the, the station down. Isn't that funny? It, yeah. I, I mean, I, read, <laughs> yeah. I, I think we've got a, a little bit longer to go before we have to worry about it. People are really worried about it, but, uh, I, I find it fascinating that we're living in this right now. You know, you and me both. I'm a fan of Terminator, Matrix, <laughs> all this shit. I mean, science fiction, and just to see, like, wow, this, this, this was this is, movies influenced a lot of this shit because all these scientists were kids one day that watched these films and said, yeah. "Yo, could you imagine?" And this motherfucker said, "More, fuck, imagine, I'm gonna make it." <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, James Cameron inspired the end of uh, humanity, basically. You know, thanks, James. You yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of is here, baby. Yeah. Be careful, bro. <laughs> but, but it is interesting. Like, we're, It's fascinating that we're living in this time where there's this big it transition. We're seeing it happen. It's and it's be- too quick, though, don't you think? I mean, AI, you didn't hear about AI while we were locked down COVID two years ago. AI wasn't really nothing. Shit. Now I, come a year... And it's like, what in the f has happened? And then, NASA, oh, NASA military is using this, huh? I've, but I've old. read, I read something, uh, and I can't remember from one of the Godfathers of AI, and he had an interesting take on it. And he said that we're seeing this acceleration in AI right now. Obviously, everything's happening, and it seems very fast. But he said that we're actually reaching a point where he believes pretty strongly that it's going to plateau before we see another rise for some time. So it's like, yeah, all of this is hitting right now, but he doesn't think it's exponential growth. He thinks it's actually going to plateau fairly quickly before we see that there's a lot more work that has to be done to really advance it. Beyond well, that, that, that it has to process the intelligence that it's collecting, you know, and, and this is billions, billions of people worldwide that it's collecting data from. So, you know, I don't care. How and most people are stupid, so are. that's why I'm not yeah. that worried. <laughs> no, but, you know, the AI won't. <laughs> Wait, AI is going to pick the right ones. Don't, don't you worry. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, that's going to be the next book and the story here and uh, the Viola verse. You know, you know the takeover <laughs> AI is going to be nutty, man. I mean, you know, we might be looking like Rayu right here in the future. I mean, that, I wouldn't mind I'm as long okay as I got my that. colors. As long as I got my colors, I'm good, son. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. The armor right. would be sweet. Yeah, for real. So, so what else we got planned outside of this universe? I mean, do you have anything in the universe, you know, personal that that's popping that we should know about? Yeah, I, I wish I could say I got. I'm working with a very big writer on a new um, comic book series. I can't say what it is or who it is no yet, way. but we're going to announce it in July. Uh, so keep your nice. eyes out. Um, so we have that coming out. Uh, and then, uh, I collaborated with Clayton of Cell Dweller and Scandroid, uh, for his new album, um, his new Scandroid album. So I'm, Where? I have a, a book coming out with his new album oh. later this year. And then I have, uh, a, another thing I can't really mention, but kind of tease, a new comic book series that will come out next year that's tied into a, uh, 
and related to a haunted attraction. So they'll be, Oh, what? Uh, so they, they hired me to do this and hopefully we'll be able to announce it soon. Well, you're hearing it here first. You know, you know, he's got, he's only a tease. He's like a strip over here. They keep his Indeed. clothes on. They're just, just, just teasing us. But you see, folks, you're getting it here first. He's teasing things that once, once you, once you hear in the blog, you're like, Oh shit. This is what he was talking about on Comic Crusaders podcast. Yeah, baby. I'm excited for you, bro. So thanks, man. Before we go, two more things. Number one, are you doing any convention appearances? Can we see you anywhere, man? Connect, man, whether it's video game cons, comic cons, movie cons. What's up, bro? Uh, I am doing, uh, so far this year, I'm only doing Colorado Festival of Horror, uh, and that's September 15th, um, uh, through the, Yes, I think it's September 15th in Denver. Um, uh, so Colorado Festival of Horror, we're actually going to be de- debuting there, that, that new comic that I mentioned. Um, hey, oh, where, oh, shit, look at that plan in the future. See, he is a, he is from the future. He's terminated over here, bro. <laughs> Talking about the AI. That's why he's defending it. I'm <laughs> playing. So yeah, that, that's, that's this year. I don't have too much. I haven't done too many shows since COVID. Yeah, so you got to make it happen, bro. I we gotta get to back in. you, it. Josh, bro. We need to, 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 to be in the aura of the Violiverse, man. Violiverse. <laughs> bring into this, bro. You, you, you bring us some great stuff here, bro. What did you explain this to me? You got my mind, like, really tickled. Like, I really want to dive into this. You got me really awesome. curious about this awesome universe, bro. I'm well, into thanks. this type of stuff. So it's like, all right. You, just hearing you, I don't need to read no press release or anything. I'm just going to go and pick that baby up off the shelf, for real. All right? Well, I hope you dig it. And, you know, and, and, and lastly, any up-and-coming creators just coming up in the biz, trying to do something right now, coming in, what type of advice would you give them, you know, you know being in the game for a bit? Uh, I mean, regardless of what it is, uh, uh, do it. I, and I say this all the time, and I mean it, like, do it for you and don't stop. And look for the, the, that, that feedback, that, that hard, you know, the, the, whether it's good or bad and take that and, and learn from it and build on it and make sure you're hungry for it. You know, the, the, I guess the best advice that I have for anybody in any, any walk of life is that if you want something, nobody, nobody is stopping you except for yourself. Don't have a plan B, have a plan A and make sure you stay on track. So that's, that's. Truth, baby. Exactly, man. Make it happen, you know, to the best of your ability. And folks, this is what you gotta do. This is what I need you to do. I'll be showing it off. You saw the dope website. Check out the universe.com. Alright. The links are below hexpublishers.com. Alright, check because you saw some more. There's another awesome tease there, and I purposely didn't show it. I teased you. You saw it, and I scrolled up purposely because I need you to visit hexpublishers.com so you can see what they're talking about. Do you want me, want me to tease you again what, what it was? Do you want me to show you again? Look, if you go all the way down here, you see that video? Proving Grounds. I ain't going to show you. Get out of here. You're going to have to go visit the site. Give, give my homie some traffic. Right? And of course, follow on the socials everywhere at Hex Publishers and of course, the Universe. Show the love. It's some real shit. You heard it here, folks. This is wow. It's sci-fi. It's fantasy. Everything. It's, it's, it's fun, bro. It's, it's video games. It's, it, it's comics. It's prose. My God. We're going to get movies and cartoons, I'm sure, soon. Everything. Uh, this is a wonderful verse. Thank you, Josh, for taking your time. Thank you. Talk to me and present this to me because I'm in love and I hope my crusaders are too. 
So to all of y'all that tuned in, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. You know what it is. Follow ComicCrusaders.com. Follow all our socials. That's what it is, except for YouTube because Comic Crusaders World, because we got an extended family there, which is UndercoverCaves.com. And, of course, check out my other podcast where we talk with entrepreneurs, coaches, and motivators at the Al Mega Podcast, a.k.a. The Amp, baby. All right? There we go. Thank you, everybody. Hasta la próxima. Much love. Wepa! Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today.